Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Forward Pressing, episode 69, Psych, episode 77. I'm one of your hosts, Kevin. How are we doing, Yanis? Doing good. Kind of sus on this beginning there. No, let's not do that again. Kind of sus? Kind of sus. Right. Kind of sus. Okay, we'll move over <laughs> We'll move over that pretty quickly. But we got some Premier League to talk about, unfortunately. Um, I mean, I know Yanis is going to be pretty happy with his, uh, with his derby that he had on the weekend. Um, hopefully, we can pass over the United derby quickly because i do not want to talk about that but so you, uh, you want to start with the north you want to start with arsenal then yeah let's start with arsenal we'll talk about arsenal we'll talk about united we'll talk about some champions league it'll be great you're pretty hyped aren't you what a, what a weekend bro what a weekend for my gun is up i'm i'm cool i want to be cool i'm steady i can i expected the win i expected the win i'm not gonna lie i'm steady i'm uh i'm not i was hyper i was more hyped on saturday for sure i stayed up for like seven hours to watch this, so I was really hoping for a win. It was worth it at the end. It was worth it, uh, but I'm not doing it again because my my uh, body doesn't really support the all nighters anymore like I used to. It's hard to wake up early for it. Yeah, but I mean, you for I've never like been I've never been consistent trying to wake up at five a.m. for games, but I've tried a couple times and it never worked. But this time I did, so I was talked about that. But yeah, good win overall. I was just happy to see a lot of players that I was kind of expecting to not well not play. I thought Partey was injured, but he played played well. Had a, he was like man of the match. He he played really well. Dominated dominated in the midfield, and like shows a lot. It tells you a lot when he's like not injured. With the quality that he brings on the pitch, and it's, you can tell there's a different. Uh, Barcelona is definitely better with him than without him. Um, I really liked his goal. I thought he was like you said, man of the match. I mean, he was as well. I thought Saliba had a solid game in the back again. Uh, definitely a no, like a, he's definitely started for sure. No question. I'm not even gonna like say too much on him. He's just too. He's been great. I think since the season started. Even had a cheeky Meg on. I think it was Hoiberg at some point. Um, that was nice. But uh, credit to him. Gabriel kind of shaky. He's been. I think he's kind of get, been overshadowed by Saliba a little bit. Um, but like overall, I'm not really worried about him. I feel like he'll be fine. But I really feel like your back four is kind of getting pretty solidified a little bit with Ben White on the right on the right back. I think maybe that wasn't the original plan. I think it's actually worked pretty well. Yeah, I was. I'm surprised that we're still playing him at right back. I just I think it kind of just tells you that like Saliba, Gabriel, even though like Gabriel has a few shaky moments here and there, like he's consistently solid. And like that's a good starting, uh, starting uh, center back partnership of ours. So I guess Ben White, I ride back for now. Even though I kind of like Tomiyasu a bit more, I kind of I understand why they're putting in there. Um, I think eventually they'll probably rotate at some point because I don't think he'll play there for the entire season. And maybe sometimes he even goes to a three. But even I think the four works well. What about Zinchenko and Tierney? Like, do you, do you have a preference for either of them? Because I feel like they're kind of each getting their own shot. But I feel like Zinchenko has. Uh... It's kind of like the the more solidified opportunity a little bit. I think so too, just because I, I do think that he fits like Arteta's style better. He's more of a playmaker like slash midfielder essentially. Like he'll try to create some options and be like a third midfield options when like the two our two midfields are kind of like men mark. So he's definitely a more of an Arteta player than Tierney is. Even though Tierney is um, Tierney is more of the your traditional like wing back that'll go forward and go come back and like go back and forth, but he doesn't do much the creative. Like work in the midfield, he's more of a cross and first type of player, which I kind of like as well. 
And I do think that he's a good leader on the pitch to have. Now, is he better than Zinchenko? I think Zinchenko is probably the better option long term. And I do, I, I do think that those having those two is a good, it's a good mix. But I would always start Zinchenko ahead of him. Yeah, because I think when you guys were bad, Tierney was like one of your only good players. And now that you guys are good, Tierney doesn't really fit in the squad anymore. It's kind of just one of those situations. Yeah, like he, he'll get minutes, but he won't be like the quote unquote starter. Um, it's a not like you said, it's a not situation because like he was a bright spot for a lot of games last season. But his, I think his issue is mainly like. Him being injury prone kind of plays a part into that. Um, I kind of, I, I do feel like him not starting to see, not being able to like play a lot of games like fully fit, kind of because of injuries, I kind of play a part as to why like he doesn't start as much as as much as like Arteta would like him to. But at the same time, like Sinchenko has been solid since he got in with the team, so it's hard to like take his spot. Game at that did point. change a lot though after the red card. Like, you kind of felt like it was close, and then after the red card, it was like, the game was almost over. I'm not going to lie, I didn't think it was a red card. The more I watch it, I'm like, it was, kind of, it was kind of harsh. I didn't think it was a red either, and it was a straight red too, that's the thing. Yeah, like, for him to be a straight ahead, I, I think it would have been, it should have been more than that. Like, a yellow would have been, I would have understood. Like, I don't think Emerson goes in there trying to hurt the guy, but I, don't, I also don't think that he's trying to be nice too. But a straight red? I thought it was surprising. I thought it was a yellow, but I guess the refs saw otherwise. And then... to be fair, I think the game was almost like we were dominating at that. We were still dominating at that point, so I don't know how much it would have changed, even if they had eleven. It was it was two one, and then after the red card, you guys scored right after again. So then it was three one, and it was pretty much over at that point. But like ten versus eleven is just such a tough situation, especially in a derby. All right, speaking of derby, we have to talk about the United derby. Unfortunately, if you can hear the depression in my voice, I mean, I told you, man, Holland is gonna break the record, and it's not even gonna be close. Man, man, how many goals does he have already? Nine. I actually don't know. I think that he's gotta be at close to ten by now. They ended that game in like the first. He has oh my lord, he has fourteen goals in nine games. And that's not counting Champions League. No, that's not counting Champions League. This is just in the prem. Like, it's monstrous. He's going to break all the records. <laughs> 14 goals before October is crazy. Like, it's just ridiculous, right? Like, how do you even stop this? Like, is anybody going to stop Man City? Like, we said this. Like, we were worried. If they got Messi, it would have been the same exact thing. Like, they would have been the favorites for the Champions League again after choking the Champions League last season. It's like, every year, they only all they do is buy world star players and then still choke. I think this year is probably all they be needed different. really was a striker. Like we that that's what that's been the complaint for years about Guardiola is like oh you your team plays well you score goals at will but when it matters you don't have the striker to like put you in the put you like give you the give you that W essentially like with Allen with Allen it's a completely different it's like story. that right side you know you got De Bruyne on the right side in the midfield and then ahead of him you have Foden and then Allen up top. Like, it's just, I feel like just those three guys playing, like, all together, linking up, is just insane. Um, because Haaland is, he's not the big skill moves guy, but he's just so quick and agile and, and just powerful. That's the thing. And Foden will feed him the ball, um, but Foden can also finish. That's the thing. And De Bruyne is, like, one of the best passers in, in the world. So, when you got those two guys ahead of him, it's just impossible. That pass that he gave, for, I think it was the third goal. Like on the run with Martinez in front of Holland, for him to like get there, to, for him to actually play that ball, 
That might have been a better assist than the one against Newcastle. I mean, it's just we we don't really give him the credit he deserves because it kind of happens all the time. Um, for United though, if we want to talk on the other side, I think um, I think Martial is a bright spot. Like he's kind of coming into form a little bit. Um, De Gea, I think De Gea is done, man. Like we've been saying, is he he's just his his game keeps getting exposed. Um. I just really wish we had Henderson because now we don't really have another option. Um, and Anthony, I think Anthony keeps delivering. He's not really slowed down since he was signed, so I think that was like the only bright spot of 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 the game, pretty much. But it's just one team going against another when one team is completely overmatched, and this is kind of what you get. We've had City's number over the past, but they haven't had Haaland, so. Yeah, that definitely changed a lot. I'm just happy that. For once, we don't have to talk about Maguire being the guilty of anything because he was on the bench chilling. Obviously, like it, you would want to win if you're him, but listen, he should stay on the bench because he's not good enough to be on the pitch. Why was Ronaldo on the bench though? That's my question. I mean, we can talk about that. I think it's just I think Ten Hag does not need Ronaldo for his system. I think he wants that kind of like pacier, more youthful presence of of Rashford or Martial at the top rather than like the old kind of like poacher vibe that Ronaldo has now where he's usually just at the end of the balls instead of like creating the chances with his runs um and we've been we've been doing well without Ronaldo that's the thing like we we would have lost this game whether Ronaldo was on the pitch or not like we scored three goals three goals is a lot we just let in six that's the <laughs> issue. And so I don't think Ronaldo being on on the pitch would have solved anything and I kind of feel like I don't know like do you think we we play better when Ronaldo's on, on the field because I don't think we do right now I think you at least get a ch- better chance he said he didn't bring Ronaldo win out of respect, like for his career. Like that's kind of a tough situation to bring him into, and it's just like he's not a sub, you know. That's kind of what they said. True, but if you want, I mean, you're be- Ronaldo is better. I mean, that's kind of silly to say, but Ronaldo is better to be is a better player on the field than he is than he's on the bench. He's more effective on the field, obviously, and like it kind of sounds silly when you think about what I just said, but he, I just feel like he, you're you're. It's especially in a game like this in a derby when a goal can change the entire game. I just feel like you would have, even if it's not for starters. Like I don't, I get. I he scored three goals though. Like did you, was Ronaldo going to come out? We're going to score seven. Like, no, but like I get him not starting, but like not play at all though. Like do we not? Let's not forget who he is. At the end of the day, yes, he's not having the greatest season, but the guy can score. We know he can score. You just gotta give him the chances. I don't know. Do you think he's leaving though in January? Yeah. Low key, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I think I want to see him go, not not to be harsh or anything like that, but I just feel like we're we're not we're not using him that much. I'm I'm not I'm bothered if he leaves, and I feel like he wants to play somewhere where he's gonna get game time, you know, and like play. I mean, it's still Ronaldo, right? Like it's one of the biggest names in football, if not the biggest name. So, um, him on the bench when you see Messi having all like worldly success again at PSG just like he was doing at Barca where people said he he was washed and now he's coming back with a vengeance like, leading in all categories in the league R. Um and Ronaldo's just bench warmer for United right now it's like a different situation I feel like that's hurting his ego too a little bit I feel like that's why behind the scenes he's probably putting a lot of pressure to like either be on the field or be moved to a team that's going to win um because I feel like he wants to be on a team that he that, that's going to win and he thought United was close to winning, but clearly we were not. So, uh, I mean, we're all thinking Napoli, right? But do you think there's other options, or do you think do you think he he likelihood of him staying is 
larger or lower than fifty percent? Uh, for him to stay, I think it'll be less than fifty percent. I think the odds are just, the odds are higher for him to leave, in my opinion. Uh, you mentioned Napoli. I was just gonna say I was gonna just gonna ask you like which team, but yeah, I do feel like Napoli would be like one of his best options. Um, Sporting got beat today by Marseille. By the way, I don't know if Sporting will even like qualify to the next stage of the Champions League. Um, but if it doesn't happen, maybe I mean they talked about that PSG. I think that's unrealistic. He's not going to PSG. There's no way. Yeah, there's no way they can't afford. That would be ridiculous. Like tax file. No, like it wouldn't make any sense. Would he go to like the Serie A anywhere? Like besides Napoli, like not Inter. Milan, maybe. Not Inter. Not Milan. I don't know. Would he go to Milan? I don't. I mean, Milan. Who's the striker for Milan now? Giroud. Giroud and. Ibra, they have Rafael Leal, who's young, who I like. Yeah, he's a great player, but I mean, he's a winger, so it wouldn't be a big issue. Really? Honestly, Napoli seems like the best options right now. Like, but the thing is, with Napoli also, they, they, they do have Osimhen, so it's not like they don't have a striker that actually can, like, can, that can actually do things, right? Like, he's a pretty efficient striker when he wants to be. I mean, let's, let's, let's talk about the Champions League. Because, I mean, we had some games today, and the groups are kind of shaping up a little bit, and I feel like we're getting a lot of surprises. And while we talk about these teams, we can also kind of mention, like, because if Ronaldo's going to go somewhere, he's going to go to a team that can compete for, at the top, right? Which is most likely a Champions League competitor. Um, so the clear option to me is Club Bruges, because <laughs> they, they, they're they top of the group, and they're doing everything. I'm obviously joking, but, like, I think that's one of the biggest... I was about to say, like, do you think there's an actual possibility that he would go to Belgium? No, no, no. I think that's like the one of the biggest chan- like surprises of the Champions League, right? Like they haven't conceded a goal yet, and they've played every team once. They're three and zero, top of the group, nine points, seven goals for, no goals against. This has got to be one of the biggest surprises. Shout out to John Buchanan on the bench. I think he's hurt. I don't know. I don't know if he's playing. He's hurt. He's injured. He's injured. But hopefully he's back soon because World Cup is coming. But we need you. Not gonna lie. Are you worried about Atletico? Um. Nah, I'm more worried about Leverkusen, to be honest with you. I mean, one of these teams is... Bruges is going to qualify. Bruges is going to qualify. At this point, they got nine points. So one more spot for Porto, Leverkusen, Atletico. And everybody had Bruges at the bottom before this the, the tournament started. So only one of these teams is going to qualify. But bro, Leverkusen is not doing good at all. No, not even in the league either. Not even in the league. They're dropping points a lot. I think I got smacked by Bayern, like... Getting spammed by Bayern isn't that bad because like you kind of expect it, but every everywhere everywhere else, everybody else, like that thought they're a Champions League caliber team. Like they have definitely a lot of good players. I like Diaby. I like Hatsunodoy. I like Tapsoba a lot. But they have quality players for him. They but it's such an underperforming team right now. It's like I didn't. I mean, I did not see that one coming. I thought they were gonna compete in the league and at least the Champions League. I didn't expect them to like go far in the Champions League. But like to at least compete for it. Now it's not even. They're not even close. I mean, they're still. They're in. They're, they're in the mix for the Champions League, right? Like Porto, Leverkusen, and Atletico, all after three games, only have three points. They're all tied for second, pretty much. Um, so there is definitely not impossible. But with how it's looking, it doesn't look bright. Um, you got to think Atletico kind of pick it up. But I don't know. Atletico scares me, man. I don't know why. It feels like these these last couple of years, it's kind of been like their players just fallen off a cliff. On the downhill. Yeah, and. You know, Simeone, you kind of always trust Simeone, right? But at this point, I don't know. Like, Morata can, can do it for you, but I don't... I feel like the... I feel like there's a lot more pot- potential to be had, and they're playing, like, against themselves. I don't know. I also think that a guy like Joao Felix is going to feel very frustrated to play in a team like this. I don't know. Every, every time I see him play with Atletico, it's like, 
there's a lot of moments where it just seems like kind of being negative just because the ball doesn't come to him or he's not getting to the ball. And, like, he's getting subbed at, like, 60th minute, which, I mean, doesn't really... I'm sure he wants to play more. But I don't know. He's not as effective. His development has halted so much going to Atletico. Yeah. And, I mean, the few times that he showed up, he showed up for Atletico. Like, no question. But I definitely feel like he could be playing in a better team that suits him much, much better than that. The system is not for him. Yeah. No, it is not at all. Um, I don't know. He would... I mean... Not to talk about them again, but he will look good in a Napoli shirt. I don't, it won't, probably won't happen. I, could, I I totally agree. I could have seen like Napoli or, or even City before Holland. Like those are the type of players that I feel like could could have uh, worked. But um, the only other team that's looking like pretty dominant is is Bayern, who who uh, took care of business again today. Um, but what are your thoughts on like Inter and Barca? Because one of those teams is gonna get Europa League I football. I think it's probably gonna be Inter. Um, even though they had a pretty solid... Like Inter, if they win a game, it's like 1-0. That's the thing. Like the margin for error is so small. It is really small. Um, I mean, I saw the game, the highlights of the Bayern game. But, I mean, Bayern is going to be in for sure. There's no question about Bayern. But it's a matter of like who can get points off Bayern and to give them a chance to survive. Uh, I think Inter did a good job to get the Barca win today. Um, just be... That was a huge win. Huge, huge, huge win, actually. That's a huge win. But now Barca has definitely has to come back and get the win against them on the uh, at home, and if they do that, and yeah, not, yeah, if they do that, and someone get a point against Bayern at home as well, because the next two big games for him or, for them are at home, which kind of works in their favor. Um, I think it's gonna be the the advantage because Inter has to play Bayern at, at Munich, and that that's probably not gonna be good. As, as not, unless they like park the bus and like play ultra defensive like they sometimes do i don't think inter like has do a you chance. think bayern have shown enough to be like a champions league contender again because we've kind of like not stopped mentioning them a while it's always been kind of psg city to start the year we've kind of seen bayern be a little bit more vulnerable especially in the in the bundesliga but i mean in in the champions league they're flawless they haven't conceded a goal yet either um three and oh and i mean their squad is kind of just like they're getting their they have their full 11 again Mueller's at the top, you know, Davies is back, Sane, Sane's on, on the left. Um, their, their defensive partnership with Delita and Upamecano, like, you know, you always got Neuer, Net, Kimmich is a world-class defender, um, like, midfielder, so. Musiala. Musiala at, at the cam, like, I think, you know, they have on paper, right? But it kind of just feels weird with Bayern now. It's like, you don't know what's going to take them off, but when it happens, they can all crumble. But when they're all, when they're firing on all cylinders, they're like, one of the best teams in the world, right? So yeah, I think they're still behind City and PSG in terms of like Champions League favorites, just because of how bad they started the season in the league. I don't think people kind of expected that. Um, I do feel like they're—I don't want to say they're a dark horse, but they're definitely a favorite. Um, but they're not—they're—they're they're not first or second. And we've seen Bayern dominate like this in the group stage and then just crumble in like two games. Yeah, let me ask you, who who? Who do you have more confidence in, Bayern or Napoli? It depends on the draw after this the group stage, but low-key, I mean, yeah, it'll be Bayern. I think it'll be Bayern, just because they have the experience. What about Bayern or Madrid? Bayern or Madrid? Uh, Madrid. I think I'd take Bayern, but that, I think that's that's close for me. No, it's definitely too you can't. I can't bet against Madrid in the Champions League anymore, like. You can't. And it's tough to bet against Madrid in the Champions League, but at some point, they won't win it anymore, right? Yeah, it never works. 
I don't know if we talked about Ajax and Napoli, but Napoli smacked Ajax at home, um, which you don't really see too often. Ajax losing at home in the Champions League. Outside of that, uh, tomorrow there's Chelsea Milan. What do you think? Um, Milan. I do not like Chelsea right now. You don't? No. Do you? I I I mean they're all they're all right, but I I was gonna say Milan as well. I didn't really expect much from Chelsea in that game. I don't know why, but like Aubameyang in a Chelsea shirt just looks like so wrong. Uh, I'm I'm starting to get used to it. I'm I'm not a fan, but it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. I don't know why. Not that not that Arsenal feels right. It just kind of feels like Aubameyang is like completely washed. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But it kind of he did score in the weekend against Crystal Palace, though. I know. I know. But. I don't know. I'm not very um, optimistic about Chelsea. Like, I don't even know if they'll qualify. I mean, they could get that second spot, but I like I wouldn't be surprised if they got ended up in the Europa League. Yeah, I mean, the, well, I mean, the Zagreb loss doesn't help. Uh, I still think they'll qualify. I think Milan's gonna win the group though, but I still I would put Chelsea second. Do you think Liverpool has any chance of of winning the Champions League, or is just this year's this year's a wash already? Uh, winning the whole Champions League? No, I don't think they have a chance. I think this year's a wash. Uh, they'll qualify, I think. What about the league? For the the league, the, even the league is kind of tough now. I mean, Man City's winning the league. We know the Man City's winning the league. But... Yeah, I mean, we're we're playing Arsenal's playing Liverpool next, so we'll see what happens there. I think I think Arsenal gets that, but Liverpool's way is like down by what? Liverpool's in ninth place right now. Yeah, it's I think I don't think they have a chance in the in the league at all. If they finish top four, it'll be good. But what I don't know what happened is they didn't do the the right transfers. I, I mean, listen, they they have they have one game behind, right? It's, they're only like four points out of top out of top four. That's not far. With with like three three quarters of the season left to play, like that's not far away. But obviously not the start that you wanted. I just don't know what the drop off was. Last year it was Man City and Liverpool at the top, and everybody else after. And this year it kind of felt like Liverpool completely. I don't fell know off. where to drop. I mean, I think. The lack of signing in the midfield, that's where most of their injuries always happen, right? Jordan Anderson injured. Chago, Chago Alcantara injured. Nabi Keita, not really great. Not, hasn't been great. But they have Fabinho there. Like, they, they've been healthy there. Fabinho's the most consistent, like, in terms of the... He's the positive in the team in terms of consistency at the midfield. But outside of him, like, I don't really see much... I mean, I don't really see where the creative, creativity comes from. It's it's Fabinho, Thiago, and and Henderson. Like those, that's their that's their guys. But those are all kind of like more defensive oriented midfielders, more holding vibes, not like uh, creative. You know, number ten. I would say Thiago is more creative. Yeah, for sure. But he's not a he's not your number ten. That's but he thing. can be. He should be. Honestly, I don't think I don't see him, I don't I don't see him as the ten. I don't think he has the pace to be a ten. I think he's more of like a playmaker, kind of like. Eight, six. I think he's more of like a playmaker eight, where he'll give you the long ball or he'll get the the through ball. But he's not the he's not joining the attack in my opinion with the strikers and and playing a ball like that. I like him in the Pirlo Trigotista role, like kind of a deep lying playmaker number six. But sometimes I do like to see him. I think with when he played when he played for Bayern, he, a lot of times he played like a deep lying playmaker. But also there's a few times where he was playing as a ten, even more of an eight at some point as well. So, yeah, I mean, he can play pretty much everywhere in the midfield. But I think the best position for him is a, is a deep-lying deep lying playmaker just because of his passing. I agree. But, like, I think this team misses Sané. Definitely. Because it, it feels like they're not, they're not scoring as many goals. They're not scoring as many goals in the key, especially the key goals. And just, I mean, Luis Diaz has, great, has done great this season, I think, so far. But he's not Mane in terms of goal contributions. Like, he's not there yet. I don't think he'll, I mean... 
he's not there yet. And I mean, for being honest, all the the Darwin Nunez experience hasn't hasn't begun well so far no, as well. It's been very underwhelming, and I think even I don't know if that's contributed to Salah not being good because he's had an extremely slow start to the season as well. Um, he's also a little bit older. I don't know if the the age is hitting him. I think he's like thirty now, but you know. He he was carrying this team right him and him and um and Mane so Mane's gone and you don't you don't have a clean cut striker either so it's it's difficult. Do you see them picking it Do up? You think oh, I, I got can I can I ask you a question? Actually, I just thought about this because we haven't talked about him at all, and since we're talking about Liverpool, we kind of have to. You think Trent is a good defender? I, mean, I think he's known for his attacking football. I wouldn't say he's one of the better defenders in the league. At defending, yeah, I don't know because I've seen a lot of clips about like recently about essentially people talking about Trent and like how he's essentially a liability as a defender, but he's one of the best crosses the ball when it comes to attacking. But did you see uh, did you see Klopp's response to all the criticism or not? I saw part of it, I know he there's an explanation that he gave for that. I didn't really listen to the basically entire just thing. said that they use Trent more uh, like his positioning that he's supposed to be at is more up the field, exposing the backside because. They're committing more players to one side of the ball to win the ball back on that side, but it is risky business because if you lose it and they and they they attack Trent's side, it's going to be weak and exposed. So Klopp acknowledged that that's what he's asking him to do, and not because Trent just keeps getting exposed. So it's a risk that he's willing to take. So it comes essentially with a player. It is. It makes Trent look a little bit worse because it kind of looks like he's always out of position, but that's apparently the system they want to use and that they they you they like they've been using right. So it. I, I think that's smart because Trent's better offensively anyways. But I do feel like if he wants to be the starter for England, he should work on his defending as well. Because I would, I would start... Because if you look at the right-backs for England, who do you have? Like You got Reese, Reese James, Kyle Walker, Trent, and maybe Trippier. I think you got to start Reese. Yeah, I think Reese is the most well-rounded in both facets. I mean, hopefully Trent... I mean, Trent is definitely going to be... Um, he, he's going to be he's gonna be in Qatar, no question about that. But I don't know if he'll be the starter just because of how... Of much of a liability, even though it's a system, England plays with a different system, so I don't think it would work if he was. If he can't do the defending, then he won't be able to work in the other system. Yeah, it won't be able to work. Like it works for Liverpool, and it's it's great, but I don't think that would work for for Southgate and England. Not that Southgate has a good system anyway. Yeah, well, I know you're gonna say, what do you? I always gotta dig on Southgate, bro. Like the guy, the guy got the semi-final. Like chill out, and the final okay, sucks. Yeah, and choked it. He choked it, everything. He choked everything. It was all his fault. Okay. Are we talking about Mourinho or are we talking about Montreal FC? We can do both real quick. Did you see the video that Mourinho was of uh, Roma and Dean Santiago? The, the viral video that I Man, this is just jokes. We love him. The player's coach. He's the player's coach. He's just straight vibes at this yes, point. Yes, the player's coach is exact. Straight. He's about that vibe as well. He's about it. And even... even he was uh we we didn't talk about it last week but the his experience in the Stormzy video yes <laughs> that was that was funny that was hilarious I thought it was great the people's coach is a great way to put it he's not just the all the special one he's the people he's coach. like the man of the culture now he just kind of embraced the whole like social media not not yeah exactly just kind of like being himself and like fuck everything else type of thing and he's getting wins too like Inter did, I mean Roma did win that game. I think Roma's going to be interesting in terms of, like, a dark horse in the Serie A. I don't know if they're winning it, but I think they can definitely make top four with him. I think they can. I think it's definitely possible. It's, like, it's not unrealistic for them to be top four. Like, Dybala's playing very well. 
Tommy Brown is doing what Tommy always does. Maybe there was a, there might be a few questions defensively, but overall, like they have a legit chance of like going all the way to the top four. And the thing is, goal is Champions League, most likely. I think I think they can make it, but um, I'll be I'll be rooting for Mourinho. Let's talk about Montreal FC because we got some uh, MLS playoffs coming up, and I think for once, the hometown boys Montreal can actually do something. There's there's a legitimate chance. I think they're probably one of the three best teams in the, in the league in the entire league. Uh, they play a style. I mean, the style of play is so. I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, it's so fluid. It's so it it works well. The players, the players look all in sync. The ball moves faster than the players. You could tell that the teams, other teams, don't want to play against them right now. And they're, they're. I love how they progress possession from like the their half to the other. Just in terms of like the center back partnerships, I think. I think. Um, uh, Mercado, no, I forgot. Um, my what's my center back name again? Ruben. You know what I'm talking about the center back freak. Anyways, he's I think he's been solid in terms of his passing because he's probably one of his best assets. Uh, we talked about Kamara as a veteran presence. I think he was pretty key. Um, but Romel Kyoto, best best player for Montreal. Out outside of like Mihailovic, who's I think. Even though he's gonna to go to that to, um, to the Netherlands soon, um, deserve I mean deserve move, but he's been an excellent player I think all season. But Romel has been great as well. Two good players, two good two good uh, chance goal creation in terms of uh, goals on both sides of the fi- of field. Were you thinking of Camacho? Yes, Camacho. I said I almost said Pacheco for his film. Ruby, yeah, that's not, it's not his first name. Ruben Camacho. Rudy. Rudy Camacho, yeah, oh my, I messed that one up, boy. Rudy, Rudy Camacho. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Rudy. I'm sorry, Rudy. My bad. Excuse, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Anyways, apology accepted on his behalf. I was accepted. I'm high for the playoffs. I think if we have a good draw, I think we might get Miami. And obviously, I mean, Iguain is retiring, so he's gonna be informed to like finish well. But I think we can get Miami. And after that, it'd be it's just a matter of who we get. But the matchups are in the advantage for us. Miami's like they're squeaking into the playoffs, like. It's either them or Columbus, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, Columbus like is making a last push. They won last game against New York, so they they're I think they have to win the last game on the Sunday to get in. But and, and so does Miami. For the MLS, like is it the tiebreaker goes to the team that it's a head to head, right? It's a head to head, but uh the goal difference, if you have a higher goal difference. Like if you if you No, that's not true though, because right now both teams have thirty two games played. Both teams have 45 points, Miami and Columbus. Columbus is in 8th, Miami is in 7th. But Columbus has his goal difference is positive 6, and Miami is negative 10. Columbus also has more goals scored, 43 to 42. But M- Miami is ahead. So the tiebreaker has got to be something else. Then It's not goals 4, it's not goal difference. So I don't know what it is. Hold on a second, I'm trying to look at it myself here. Conference standings... I don't know what my computer is kind of slow loading this up. Okay, so Philly, Miami seven, minus ten. You said minus ten. They got six. Uh, goal four. Miami has forty-two. They got Columbus has forty-three. Goal against Columbus has all the stats. So then, well, it must be like a head-to-head matchup. Like they played each other and and Miami beat them. So maybe the oh yeah, maybe the head-to-head Miami wins. When they look at during the season when they played each other, whoever whoever won. Those games gets a tiebreaker against the other team. I don't know. That must be that, it. That must be it. That would actually kind of make sense. Uh, 
Miami's uh, Orlando's. Actually, Miami's playing Montreal next game. Are you are you more intimidated by Miami or by Columbus? I I like Columbus more. I think if it wasn't for if if it wasn't for Hawaii, Miami wouldn't be where they are. I think Columbus is probably the most the more dangerous team because they have more. They have more than just one like threat essentially. Like Chucho Hernandez is one it was one is one threat. Uh, they got Diaz, Zela, Ryan, who's probably one of the best playmakers. Uh, my favorite player of MLS of all time, Darlington Nibi, also plays for Columbus, so I'm kind of biased on that. And um, I do like Columbus better. I think Miami's going to... We beat... Because Columbus plays... Columbus actually plays Orlando. No. Um, yes, Columbia, Columbus plays Orlando, right? Did I make that up? Yes. No, you're right. You're right. And if Orlando loses... But if Orlando loses, but Miami doesn't, Orlando will be out. Even Cincinnati, Cincinnati has a better chance. Who is Cincinnati's playing DC, so that should be a win because DC's not very well doing so good, even with Ray Rooney. It, bro, they're and Teke. I don't know what's wrong with DC, but I thought I mean Rooney is gonna have a full season next year, so I expect better. But they're not. They're not great, even with Benteke. Like he's not, he's not doing so much. He's not doing so hot himself. Like he didn't look so good against Montreal. They're like one of the worst teams in the league, or they are. I think they are the worst team in the league. I think they are the worst team in the league, yes. And they've been for a while. I I would rather play Miami than than Columbus. So we'll see how it goes, but it'll be exciting to watch Montreal have a chance to win it all. Especially because we st- we the, our start to the season was not fun. Like it was a, it was a rough start to the season. What do you think? Last question. What do you think about the coach? I though? think he's been a revelation, honestly. I didn't think people had a lot of question marks about what we played on C because he obviously doesn't have the experience, but he's been in the club for a while. So, honestly, I'm happy that he's getting a lot of success with Montreal. A guy from a guy from the club that has like this well, good success. And no, I'm not gonna lie, him him being a black coach kind of plays a part as well. But I think it's even more of an added bonus to that. And the style of play that they're playing is very attractive. Like, it's a beautiful style of play to watch. And he's French, too. Oh, he speaks French, but he's from France originally. But, yeah, yeah. He's, friend, he's from France. But he's been with the, I mean, the club. I think he played, he coached the youth teams at one point as well. So, he's been there for a while. So, it's always good to see, I guess. You could call it a homegrown success, even though he's from France. But he's been in the house for a minute. Um, I think it's a great thing, great thing to see. I really hope that he wins it. I really hope that they win it, honestly. Not just for him, but like for the entire team and the and the city. The city will go crazy if we actually win it. It'll be really fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, I'm gonna try to go watch a game, but we'll see. Let's see if I can get my hands on some tickets. Oh, you're not. You got money now. It's not an excuse anymore. I do got money now. I got I got a job, so I can <laughs> pay for some stuff. Uh, Stop going to restaurants, bro. Invest in some tickets. Invest in some tickets. All right, that's what I'll do. You coming? You you want to come and watch? Bro, if you pay for my ticket, I'll pay for I'll pay for your your. Bro, your, uh... fly me out, bro. I can't fly you out. I'm not. I'm not rich. <laughs> Dog, it's it's what is it? Calgary to Montreal. It's a it's a one way flight, bro. Fly, two way, but it's like no stop. Fly me out. Yeah, round trip, no stop. Bro, you you got. I know you got that bread. <laughs> I don't got bread like that. All right, we'll talk about this off the air. We're wrapping it up. Episode 79, 77 in the books. Seventy seven in the books. Seventy seven in the books. Episode sixty nine. Yeah. Oh, st- okay. Let's wrap it up. You now you're going off of a tangent. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. If you made it this far, really appreciate it. Um, hopefully the next time we'll be able to talk about some Manchester United wins and some Arsenal losses. But that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. If you made it this far, we love you. Hope to see you next week. Peace. Peace.